0: Have you wrestled with doubt? Are you uncertain about what's going on? Had had times where you had something you thought was true, uh, just seemed to be disproved. Uh, if you're saying yes to any of them, we've uh got that discussion right now. An important, an important wrestle. I think there's a lot of people that may have believed something once that no longer feel the same way and life can beat us up a bit and make us question our beliefs so Carl, great to have you with us as yeah, we look at the topic here, yeah. of uncertainty and doubt mm, yeah and do you think this is something that impacts many people today
1: oh, like all of us walk through you know the journey of life with little whispers of doubt um, sometimes they're massive Sometimes they're small. Sometimes they're intellectual. Sometimes they're about our identity. It's a huge topic, and I think today we're landing a bit more on, you know, identity and the, the big question rather than the intellectual ones. But doubt doubt is there. It's not it's not a bad thing. Mm. Uh, it's just what we deal with it. And I guess that's the well, that'll be the talk.
0: Yeah, we're going to look at how our choices uh, sometimes play into this. Yeah feeling of doubt. So we're just going to start with a little interaction this morning, play along at home. Um, But Carl, ice cream or chocolate?
1: Ah, ice cream. What about you?
0: Uh, I'd go chocolate,
1: chocolate, cold or hot?
0: (laughs) Room temperature. No. Really?
1: Oh that's embarrassing for you, Tom. Probably it's going to be cold. I should have
0: thought about that answer.
1: Um, <laughs> it's gotta be cold chocolate, but anyway, yeah, I'm going. T V series or, or movies? Uh I'll go movies.
0: Yep, me too. Yep. Yep. Good what movie. about uh new versus familiar?
1: Look, I wanna say new. I I don't know if that's what I'd honestly choose, but new's the interesting one. Okay.
0: All right. Catching public transport uh, to work, what would you choose? Uh train. Yep, good option. Yeah. Although bus bus can get more interesting, more can go wrong on a bus. <laughs> See more things. So Fair enough. <laughs> you live on the edge. <laughs> Tea or coffee?
1: Oh, is there is there an answer? Is there? There's only one answer. Tea. It's coffee. <laughs> it's coffee. What are you not? What are you? I would say coffee, but oh, well done.
0: But coffee is a lot easier to get wrong, I reckon. So tea's yeah, yeah. pretty safe. Yeah. If, yeah, yeah. If you're bored, you go, in, go in to someone's go in someone's house and say tea or coffee. It's a, sometimes a risk to say. Oh coffee. yeah, that's a good point. You ever had a, a bad experience? Oh,
1: I've plenty of bad coffee. So you're, you're messing with my <laughs> so, uh, core identity right now. Yeah. Yeah.
0: So there it is. There the it doubt, is. Doubt. There it seeds is. of doubt.
1: You've said doubt. <laughs> you doubt. are the serpent. <laughs> so
0: how do how does how do choices relate to this question of doubt? More choices we have, um, which we do have a lot today. Yeah. How does that play into the, the doubt? That yeah,
1: look, this is such a great, you know, point, I think. Um, I've done a bit of looking into this recently. Anxiousness actually means having a divided mind, right? Mm-hmm. So what they are getting at, whereas belief is sort of being of one mind. So the point to all of this is not that choices are bad or that other truths that are out there are bad, where it goes wrong is when we have a choice that we don't know which one to choose and we waver between sort of two truths and we actually hold two truths at the same Mm. time and that makes sense then we become anxious because we're like well i don't know which one to actually believe so the the presence of the doubt in itself is not a bad thing it's when we we choose to though believe it and belief sort of a truth about ourselves, but perhaps at the same time, that's what messes messes us up. So I hope that's clear enough. The choice is not bad. It's what we do with that and whether we, we stay in that state of sort of wavering, 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 that causes anxiety and sort of a whole lot of other brokenness.
0: Common, common thing might be with uh, shopping today, online shopping, I, my bed was giving me a bad back And so, I just jump online, there's a mattress, about to buy it. Uh, one of those mattresses in a box. I've heard about them before. But then, what happens next? Uh, Facebook feed fills up with all these ads. Multiple brands, very similar products, five-star reviews, and then suddenly there's a choice of ten.
1: Exactly what.
0: And I'm like, what do I do now? Yeah,
1: exactly, exactly <laughs> the point. And look, we can't avoid that stuff in life. We're going to have choices. I guess the deal is, I mean, that's on a, a consumer level. What would you do there? Eventually, you got to go, I'm making a choice, but I'm sticking with it. But I think what we do in life is we go, I'm making a choice about what I believe about myself today, but yes. tomorrow I'll believe that other view of me or the next day it's the other one. You know, at least with the bed, you make it and you move on, hopefully. Yeah. But when it comes to ourselves and our identity, we tend to flip around. And that's what causes anxiety because we're divided in all the, the, the potential truths, I guess, that are out there about ourselves. It's an
0: ongoing thing. Yeah. And you might think you're you going okay, but then something knocks you the other yeah. way or a yeah. question yeah. seed comes in.
1: Yeah, that's right.
0: So let's look at the first, the first uh, choice. Uh, i guess that any person of persons had um, mm. in, the, in the garden of eden mm. where we see eve uh pretty pretty solid happy with life and then this uh whisper mm. comes in
1: mm. yeah i i think what we tend to do with um anxiety and depression and some of these things we we mess around on the symptom level and yeah. that's okay you know um the big thing at the moment is mindfulness or depression maybe you need medication again, that's okay. But what I love about the the scriptures is they go right back to the beginning. Now, I don't know all the the people that are watching at home what your view is on, on the Bible, but you know, Jesus himself quotes from the book of Genesis. So he, who's a reputed, you know, well-known historical figure, many, you know, billions of people believe the Son of God, he refers to this original story being incredibly important. Yeah. And of course, once we understand what happened in that moment, we're actually getting to the heart of what causes doubt and some of the splitness, the anxiety, the 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 messed up nature that we have. So really important. Getting to the root of it. Yeah.
0: Let's go to that passage now. Let's play that video and uh, we'll come back after that. Now the serpent was more crafty than any of the wild animals the Lord God had made. He said to the woman, Did God really say you must not eat from any tree in the garden? The woman said to the serpent, We may eat fruit from the trees in the garden. But God did say you must not eat from the fruit from the tree that is in the middle of the garden, and you must not touch it or you will die. You will not certainly die, the serpent said to the woman, for God knows that when you eat from it, your eyes will be opened and you will be like God, knowing good and evil. When the woman saw that the fruit of the tree was good for food and pleasing to the eye and also desirable for gaining wisdom, she took some and ate it. She also gave some to her husband who was with her and he ate it. Then the eyes of both of them were opened, and they realised they were naked, so they sewed fig leaves together and made coverings for themselves. So what was the lie Eve believed there? Ah,
1: it's such a great, I think, revealing picture of the lie that we believe, and What we see the enemy do here is he's incredibly clever. He comes in and he essentially whispers, um, can you trust God? I mean, that's my paraphrase, but he uses words like, did God really say da-da-da-da-da? And all of a sudden, doubt enters the equation. Um, Now, I reckon you've got to jump back a little bit to almost a bigger bigger question that the enemy's making. Genesis one twenty seven says, "'So God created mankind in his own image,' right? What the serpent is doing here in Genesis chapter 3 is saying, listen, if you want to be like God, if you want to be great, then you can't do it God's way. You're going to have to take control yourself, right?' But what's crazy is we know that they were created to be like God. They were created in God's image. Uh, I believe they would have known that. The scripture says they walked with God in the cool of the evening. Mm. Pretty sure they would have had a chat about why they were created and who who they are and and the whole bit. But the enemy says uh, you can't be great with God. And I, I think we all have this natural desire in us to be great, to do something good, to, to be outstanding in our in our field. Now, that doesn't mean we have to be a world leader, but we could be an excellent runner or an excellent accountant. Bless their hearts, those accountants, yeah. or, or whatever it might be. But God's put that in us, that the lie of the enemy is you can't trust God to get you there. That's what he's saying to Eve. You want to be great, Eve, you can't trust God to do that journey. Mm-hmm. You're going to have to do it on your set by yourself so i think that's the key lie you can't trust god to be what you're meant to be
0: as soon as that seed of doubt is planted yeah the wrestle begins.
1: right and again the wrestle is okay i mean the, the, there's multiple choices it's what we do with that choice now mm-hmm. now what do we see eve do she goes yeah fair enough i better, i better grab it myself now we're going to get the whisper of the enemy there's just that's that's going to happen but the question's going to be, what do we do about it? Are we want, of one mind? We'd say, if you're of the Christian faith, we'd say, you're going to make the choice. I'm going to follow what I know to be true, that God is good, that he's got what's best for my life.
0: Mm. And so many voices today. Yeah. What are some examples of what you think could be uh, lies, I guess, that we people would be hearing today?
1: Look, I... It comes in a, a million different forms. Um, I do think he lies right at the depths of our identity. I think that's probably mm-hmm. the key thing, so that you're not good enough. You know, you can't do it. You you don't have the ability to, to, to go on and be who God's called you to be. Again, flip that around. It could be you can't trust this person called God, those rules in the Bible those rules are there to suck the life from you you know Mm -hmm. so that's the big picture how does that work out practically what about you know i choose a job that um pays me a whole lot of money but i know i'm not going to like all right we do that why because we've decided money will give me what i want not not god or not my peace in him or my happiness right Mm -hmm. debt so it's a dead-end job It's boring. it's Dull. It sucks the life out of us, but we choose that. So that's an example. I think of saying, I can't really trust God. I'm going to do life my own way. Now you can see how that that would just play out in yeah so many different ways.
0: What about um, as we've talked about? This is an ongoing thing. It's not a choice we make once. Yeah, sure. Um, what if we decide? Yeah, we're going to try and and trust that we are. You know, who God's made us to be, and we are okay for what God's called us to and other things like that, mm. but then the circumstances of life sort of seem to disprove that we sort of fail mm. at something that we mm. think we should be doing mm. and then that lie becomes a bit stronger. Mm. We The circumstances doesn't line up with mm. what we thought was true. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, there's no what if about that. That will happen. Mm. Um, I, you know, I think some of that is just the, the testing of life that will come our way, the Scripture talks about the sufferings that come our way. Uh, the, the enemy doesn't give up. Uh, his, his whisper is real and, it, and it's continual. So really the whole journey of life is going, you know, I choose to believe that God is good sometimes despite what I see. Mm-hmm. Hopefully that doesn't go on forever. Mm-hmm. But, but despite what I might see, And let's remember some people, you know, as history uh, takes us, they never get to see the the circumstantial fulfilment of what they wanted to be, Mm -hmm. but they chose to trust. I think the deepest core call in our life is that daily I will choose to trust irrespective perhaps of what I see Mm -hmm. that's around me. And that's not easy to do. But it's an incredibly wonderful journey as you as you make your way there. Now God's grace is there in the middle of that. When we make our mistakes, He's okay about that. Um, Well, when I say He's okay, His grace is there for us in that. But He calls us back. It's it's time to trust again. Did that sort of get to what you're getting out there?
0: So I guess so. If you're you know making this daily decision, yes, I'm going to not believe the lies. Yeah. Um, Stick with it. What would that how would your life be different if you made that
1: choice well you get you go back to the garden again i mean this is the whole beauty of going to genesis the very beginning what was life like in the garden it it says they walked with god in the cool of the evening Now, i'm not quite at the point of saying you know that you know god's literally gonna be out in your back garden like you know some sort of almost physical manifestation i mean that, that's not impossible <laughs> but but it is a walking with God. It's a communion with God. It's a it's a relationship with God. It's it's acknowledging the presence of God. I think the more we trust, the more we're like, "I don't God, who cares about the the momentary ups and downs of what's happening here? I get to walk with you," you know. That is the as Philippian talks about a a peace that transcends all understanding. Um, guarding our heart and our mind as we start to to get to that really rich reality of being with God. I think that's the whole purpose in it, mm. Bring glory to God. I think out of that, we start to reach our destiny and who we're meant to be. Yes, there'll be failure. Yes, there'll be work involved in that. Yes, there'll mm. be some, you know, uh, some weeds along the way. I mean, that's part of the fruit of yeah. our wrong decisions, weeds in life. Weeds really represent... You know, just the unfortunate things that that go wrong, that are out of our control, that will happen. But we're on that journey of of being in, inside of us who God wants us to be. Mm. So I think it's a wonderful journey if we grab a hold of it.
0: Yeah. The thing I, I think is interesting about this story of Eve is she must have been fairly close to that, that tree when she was, you know, the snake came to, like, she must have not had to have a long journey to get there, so... I'm wondering what was she doing so close to the place she shouldn't have been. Are there any practical tips, um, Carl, that you would say we can we can do things to cut out unnecessary lies coming into our lives? Yeah, well, that's great. <laughs> Emphasise the the good, the truth coming in.
1: Yeah, that's great, and we can get practical. I mean, the first thing that you see in this story is that she listens to a snake. You know, now the scripture says this that the snake is crafty. Uh, I reckon if the scripture's clear about that, she knew that, right? So I'd be looking in my environment, what are the crafty things hmm. in, in my life that will draw me away? Hmm. Um, if you understand, you can sort of look at the Hebrew of that word. It means cunning. It means sort of a, has a suspicious sort of an element to it. Yeah. Use your common sense, yeah. you know? Yep. Um they're the things probably now sometimes they're very obvious like you know I, media sources can be crafty clickbait. you know clickbait classic all about the bad news the dread in the world everything that's going on uh, what you have to be social media is, yep. is right up in that category you know watch out for those for those things mm. what's going to entice you away but you know it, it actually goes beyond you know i i've counsel people before. You have a problem with alcohol. Um, don't don't take your path to work right past a pub. You know, I, I know it sounds really obvious, yeah. but be smart about the things that are crafty, that will call you in mm. and, and cause you to trip up in life. And I think we can get smarter and smarter at, at working that stuff out.
0: And a bit of a reflection, I guess, at the end of the day, where did things slip me up? That's right. What but did I wrong. click on that maybe? Yeah. D- led me down that rabbit hole? That's right. Try not to do that again the next day. Yeah. yeah. So, we do have a question actually. Excellent. Thank so you. We've got, um, what are some practical tips of how to rein in those doubtful thoughts during the day, two day activities? So Great question. Thank you. thank you for sending that in. Uh, we'll, Definitely sidetrack for any question you send in. So Carl, what would you say to that one?
1: Look, uh, practical tips. I mean, we just touched on a few of them. I think identifying the snakes in your life, the sources of um, where the serpent, we have a very real enemy that is about mm. to get us. So identify those things. My heart always goes back with this sort of question, though, to those things are helpful. But the greatest help is go to the source of life. Uh, So I would be focusing my attention on God and his goodness. And the the greatest place to find that would be the scripture. So meditating on. So if you have a particular issue in your life, maybe it's, um, you know, your own self image that your past has messed you up. Why don't you go to First Corinthians that, that talks about the fact that you are a new creation in Christ. Remember that scripture. Repeat it to yourself. Uh let it be just come out of your paws, you know, uh to to, to the point that it, it, it's enveloping who you are. I think coming back to truth is just as important as a, as avoiding some of the the evil sources that can come your way. I don't yeah. know if you'd add to that, Tom. I
0: think that's that's great because yeah. Uh, it is a real struggle. You know, people go through doubts and, and really wrestle with this. And it is a daily, a daily challenge for people. But I reckon going back to that source of truth. Yeah. Uh, it's probably can't get better advice than that.
1: Yeah. And I think if I just push it a bit more, I think identifying what the lie is for you, because it comes in subtle and different forms. So now that we're open to it, okay, we've got a real enemy. He's lying identify and go that was a lie that just got mm-hmm. said that wasn't my thought' It'd be pretty dumb for us to put ourselves down but to open ourselves up and go that was a lie identify the lie and then find the alternate truth mm-hmm. that is in scripture remember the lie and the truth where where does the problem come we believe both at once so even if you are a believer um somebody who says you're a Christian you can still hold two truths at once. Um, or when I say truth, two to realities or two ideas at once. Again, I've, I've identified the alternate reality. I'm going to go back to what truth is, mm-hmm. and I'm going to believe that truth. I'm going to replace it with Scripture that speaks to my situation, and I'm going to let that become a reality of my own life.
0: Yeah, so. We quickly touch on a, an example. So let's say probably a common one. I don't have any friends, any real friends, nobody really likes me, you know, and that's an easy lie to believe when you're on your own. Yeah. Um, so someone going through that, having these thoughts can be quite crippling. You don't want to reach out to anybody because Mm. Mm. you don't actually believe they, they care about you. Yeah. How can you push beyond that?
1: Uh, And honestly, if somebody's battling that, that's a, that's a real thing. We do need community. Um, we do need friends, we do need love in our life. So I don't want to be glib about it and just give a super simple answer. I think everything though comes back to the the core truth of how much we are loved. And I, I do think all of us have the daily wrestle of, of just wrestle. Is that too, too strong a word? the daily process of just mm. opening ourselves up to the reality of the love of Christ, his depth of love for you. So even before trying to get out to oh, this is how I make friends and this is I, get, I sort out my self-esteem, I'd be saying there is somebody. If nobody else ever loved me in my life, very improbable, there is somebody that loves me and I, and I can see that in the person of Jesus Christ. Mm-hmm. I'd be examining his life, his death, Um, just meditating on that, the wonder of that, it has to start doing something internally in you. Um, When you start to see your love, that you are loved, Mm. you're a child of God, that you're adopted, that that deals with self-esteem and issues of isolation. It starts to give you the opportunity to find yourself in new networks of friends and and forgive yourself for when you get something wrong, or be confident enough to walk into a room mm-hmm. because it's the reality that the God of the universe actually loves you as an individual.
0: Yeah. So that daily work of going back. Yeah. yeah.
1: What's the truth? What's the truth that I'm going to be of one mind? It is that I am loved, and you know there are so many scriptures that that speak to that.
0: Dwelling on that truth, yeah. and I guess that answers the last question we're going to look at, which is how Jesus can sort of help us escape this two-mindedness, yeah. this, this struggle that we do have yeah. between these alternate truths we have.
1: Yeah, well, you know, I we can't... In the Garden of Eden, we couldn't reach our destiny without God. Mm-hmm. We couldn't do that. Um, these thousands of years later, God changes things up So that once again, we have the opportunity to come into relationship with him. And Romans tells us we can be in the image of Christ. In other words, we can be like God, but we cannot do it without involving God. Uh, The the way we do that now is through Jesus Christ, his Mm. son. That there's no other way. We must do that. But it still, just like in the garden, goes back to trust. It goes back to faith. I still have to have faith. And that comes first. Sometimes we're like, well, God, if you could just get me the job, the friends, the relationships, the if you do all of that stuff, I'll believe you. And God says, no, you trust me. You put your trust in my son, Jesus, who actually did prove his love for you. But you put your trust in him. Then I'll start to sort out the issues of your life. Now, I'm not By the way, promising there all those, you know, in in two weeks you'll have everything sorted out. But we begin by trusting him and then our life starts to follow on after that. Why? Because Jesus always wants to give us life and whatever he gives you will be good.
0: Yeah. Thanks, Carl. This has been probably uh, one of my favorite conversations so far with you and um, hope you've enjoyed it as well. Uh, Really would appreciate if, if you let us know what your thoughts are, your questions, your comments love to hear from you um, so drop that in the in the comments later on if you like um, but thank you for joining us and hope to see you uh, on another one of our uh, shows here or during the week
1: Pleasure. see ya